Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Score. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. To come back and, and, and to play really, really great all weekend. I mean, we had a ball jump out of second baseman's glove in the night. That was our only air of the weekend, and uh, we played great defense. So we didn't give them a whole lot. Walked them too many times today. Uh, they're very disciplined to play. But you look at the numbers of the game, I mean, we outscored them by a run. We had the same amount of hits. Both teams struck out 11 times. And, uh, you know, we just, we just, we did just enough. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services as we've been talking about everything in the sports weekend that's been going on. Has been a lot of fun, whether it's the NFL draft, also the NBA playoffs, and we're gonna have to get to your Rage Rog update because we got some news developing too with uh, a few things going on. Like for instance, uh, Ron Holland, you know that player that everyone's asking about. Well, according to Jeff Goodman, it's between Arkansas and going to the G League Ignite. So it looks like he got a 50-50 shot at it. But anyways, we'll talk about that and have some fun with that here in just a little bit. But we know Rage Rec Baseball got the sweep, and they're trying to finish off strong. And with the injuries and everything going on, it's been a tough go. But they still find ways to win. They still find ways to bounce back. And we're going to talk about more of what's going on with this team and how they can get on the right track this week. So we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Welcome in, Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com. And, uh, Andrew, appreciate you joining us, and thanks for being flexible, man. How you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great, man. Had a, uh had a good time talking with uh, Dave Van Horn at the Swatters Club earlier this afternoon. So, timing-wise, it actually worked a little bit better for me to be on here at 3, so I'm, I'm happy to be here. How are you guys doing? No, we're great, man. Yeah, we appreciate it. So, tell us anything uh, of note that Dave Van Horn said at the Swatters Club. Anything stood out? Uh, not, not a ton. You know, nothing, nothing crazy. More just kind of an overview of things that have been going on. He did mention that Dylan Carter's MRI with the die looking for a tear in his elbow. That's happening at some point today. It probably has already happened at this point. We'll probably know more on that tomorrow, and we'll be sure to ask him about that in Little Rock. Um, he sounded pretty optimistic about Jared Wagner's chances to play next weekend. He was saying that he's getting pinned, the, the pins taken out of his thumb next Monday, I believe. And so then at that point, it just comes down to how much pain he can endure and what he's willing to go through. And, you know, DVH always says he's super tough, so he expects he'll be trying to get back on the field as soon as he can. So Jared Wagner's return could come as soon as next weekend. He didn't sound as optimistic about Tavian Josenberger. Thinks that the Vandy series to finish the regular season is probably the best-case scenario there, but they'll continue to try to monitor it. And other than that, you know, David Horn sounds like a guy who feels pretty confident about where his team's at right now. Arkansas gets a sweep over a and uh, this past weekend, starting Thursday, going through Saturday. So uh, one of those Thursday series but as far as uh, Arkansas playing better after a four-game losing streak and then getting the sweep, what were they able to do better in this series this weekend? Well, I thought that was a really big performance from them this past weekend to really kind of calm things down because, you know, you enter on a four-game losing streak, you've lost a couple of key guys, the injuries are starting to pile up, fan base is starting to get a little antsy there, especially losing a series against a team like Georgia, who's, you know, not a bad team, but a team that I think Arkansas fans probably overlooked a little bit and thought that they were going to handle, and so little bit of a panic there. I think, honestly, the key is 
Arkansas has been really tough to beat at Baumwalker Stadium, and that's been the case regardless of who plays, who pitches, who does what. And that was the case this weekend. And, uh, you know, Arkansas, the, the series ultimately, to me at least, came down to a lot of defensive plays that Arkansas makes consistently, and they've made a, they've made a living doing it in SEC play. Arkansas second in the league in, in fielding percentage. They just really don't make mistakes. And when, when you give opponents extra outs in this league, they tend to make you pay. And that's what Arkansas was able to do. It seems like A&M, Made made a few not not a ton of errors necessarily, but there were just a few miscues in the field. Arkansas small balled them to death. I mean, Arkansas just really took advantage of every opportunity that A and M gave them. Got some really solid pitching performances. You got the return of Brady Tiger. It was about as successful a weekend as you could imagine for the Hogs. And you know they took care of business at home, and they set themselves up really well going into these final three weeks. He mentioned Brady Tiger. Just uh, what do you think of his outing, and how vital is it going to be to? Not only get him back into the rotation, but uh, just get him back into the role that he can be most successful in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it checked the boxes that they were hoping for it to check. I, I don't think anybody was expecting him to go out there and throw six innings, throw 100 pitches or anything like that. I think the, the 20 pitches was about what they had in mind for him, maybe 25. And that, that first inning, I mean, you know, he wasn't wasn't completely sharp and dominant and what didn't look like it was – you know, it wasn't like he just struck out the side in order or anything, but I thought it actually worked out well because it allowed him to throw more pitches, kind of throw from the stretch, kind of really feel like he's in a real game, and which I mean, which he was obviously. And so I thought it was a, it went about as well as it could have. He gets out of there without allowing a run or a hit. And uh, that one of the things that Van Horn talked about at the Swatters Club that I thought was interesting, he said that Tiger they're hoping to get him about 35 pitches this week, so they're going to try to ramp him up a little bit. But then he said next week. They're hoping they're they're targeting about sixty to sixty five pitches as soon as next weekend. So you know it seems like they're trying to be careful with them and ramp them up. But you know if, if things go well this weekend and things kind of stay on schedule, I think next as soon as next weekend against South Carolina, you could see him giving a legitimate outing, multiple innings, stuff like that, stuff that Arkansas fans have been accustomed. And yeah, I mean you know preseason All American, SEC All Freshman team last year. I mean there were points last year where he was putting up numbers in conference play similar to what Kevin Copps was doing. And I know he tailed off a little bit down the stretch, seemed like he fatigued a little bit like a lot of freshmen do. But, you know, when this guy's at his best, he's as good as any arm they have on the roster. I mean, he's a guy that's been in these big moments against SEC teams before, shown he can do it against good competition. And, I mean, for an Arkansas pitching staff that has had a little bit of trouble starting games and closing games, he's a guy that has proven he can close games. And I think they kind of like him as a starter, so – It'll be interesting to see what they do with his role moving forward and if they want to keep him in that starting rotation to, to sort of manage his workload. But obviously he's a guy who's as good as any closer in the league if they want to do that. Arkansas is in a groove of uh, scoring plenty of runs, but they're also giving up plenty of runs. So what is it they need to do to slow the opponents down from scoring so many runs? Well, you know, it's interesting. When you look at you know Arkansas' ERA and SEC play is at 522, which – doesn't sound great until you look at the conference statistics, and that's actually the fifth-best conference ERA in SEC play. So it seems like a lot of teams are kind of struggling with, with you know pitching and finding consistent performances on the mound. Um, I, I think the key for Arkansas has really just been finding out who you can lean on. And I feel like with so many guys out, they've, they've, they've tried different guys out in different roles. They've thrown different dudes into the fire. I think of Christian Fouch in particular. You know, the past couple, his past few outings, they've, they've kind of bitten off more they can chew in terms of throwing him into a big spot in the SEC. But, you know, they found a guy in Gage Wood, another freshman who has really thrived in those situations. They've gotten Cody Adcock going recently. And even Will McIntyre, he came out of the bullpen for his first SEC bullpen appearance this weekend, and he looked great. And, you know, I think it's more about just finding the right roles for the right guys. And Hagan Smith is obviously a guy that's had success in different roles. But if you really look at the overall numbers for Arkansas and SEC play, when it's their top four or five arms, the guys that they feel really good about, they're getting pretty good production out of it. It's just a matter of finding who goes where and what what, what innings to what situations to go to this guy. But they they seem like they've they've found a little bit more of a groove in terms of knowing who to trust in the right situations and, and of course we mentioned Brady Tiger is another guy that you, you add to that mix. I think Arkansas is going to be in a pretty good spot and honestly if you just look around the country and look around the SEC you know, Arkansas fans may think it's unique to them, but you know it's hard to you know find five or six guys on every pitching staff that are pitching well consistently. It's all about just kind of finding out who your guys are that you trust, and then them coming through in those big moments. And 
you know, when Arkansas really needed it, and especially at home, they've gotten those big outs whenever they need from their guys. Soon with Andrew Ellis of HogSports.com here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Outline. Andrew, what's uh, big right now, at least uh, more so for the fans, I think, and also for the team, but they're not looking that far ahead, though, is being a national seed. We know that that means hosting a regional, hosting super regionals, if you make it to that point, too. And Arkansas, again, rankings don't matter as far as the outlet saying they're number five, number six, whatever, but just kind of looking at the resume at this point in time, are they solidly as a national seed right now if the season we're in today? And also, what do you think that needs to be, or at least the minimum that needs to happen the rest of the regular season for them to secure a national seed? I think if the season ended today, I don't see any path to where Arkansas wouldn't be a national seed. The only real concern in this area is their road record, which is currently 3-7, and seven, and they're going to get a chance to pick up, a, pick up their first road SEC series win this weekend at Mississippi State, and that would certainly help. And I, honestly, John, if, if, if Arkansas is able to win this series this weekend, I, I think the margin for error these last two weeks would be extremely high. I mean, you're playing South Carolina and Vandy to finish the series or finish the season. Even if you drop both of those series, unless you go 0-6, your RPI is not going to budge much at all. And Arkansas's RPI is sitting right around 5 right now, strength of schedule right around that 10-12 to 12 area, and it's only going to go up. So, I, you know, there's a lot of, room for error for Arkansas because of the way they position themselves. I mean, you look at your SEC record, you're fourteen and seven, you know, so even if you struggle down the stretch and you go eighteen and twelve, Arkansas's done that plenty of times and gotten a national seed. We've seen that in years past. That eighteen and twelve can usually get you in that conversation, especially if your RPI is solid, which Arkansas is at this point. So, you know, of course there's there they could totally collapse down the stretch and you don't want to assume anything, but I think Arkansas is in a really good position. They win this series this weekend, and they start to tread water the next two series, maybe win a game in Hoover. I, I see no reason why Arkansas wouldn't be a national seed. And it seems like there's a lot of teams kind of similar on similar levels in this resume. Pretty much all these top five to ten teams have a pretty similar resume, similar conference record, or in a pretty good position. And so I think, I think Arkansas positioned themselves well. And I, I think if they can seriously just tread water and not fall apart these last few weeks, which they kind of did last year, so I guess we'll have to have to look out for that. But I, I see no reason why Arkansas couldn't, at the very least, be in that mix. And I think if the season ended right now, Arkansas would would firmly be one of the top five or six overall seeds. Andrew, I know that their home record twenty eight and three is incredible, and they haven't played a whole lot of true road games, but they are sitting at three and seven. It's always easier to win at home than it is on the road. But why do you feel like there's such a staunch difference? It seems like from uh, when this team's at home and when they're on the road, because usually Dave Van Horn's teams have been pretty consistent in that front. But whenever they go on the road, you just feel like it's it's a completely different ball game for them right now. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, and I think part of it is it's a smaller sample size, so we're kind of overreacting to a few games here and there. I mean, you think of the Georgia game; they lose two one-run games. If those go the other way, all of a sudden they're five and five on the road, and it's not as disastrous. But but I'm with you. I mean, it definitely looks like a team that's super comfortable playing at home, and you know, you never really know how that's going to play out because this is an Arkansas roster that features a ton of newcomers so it's like we haven't really seen what these guys are like playing at Bob Walker playing on the road coming into the season but yeah I don't know it just seems like they're they're a lot more comfortable and I think that that they they had the, one of the longest I think it was the longest homestand since 2004 or whatever early in the year where it was a 30 game homestand and I think that that stretch right there they were able to pick up so much momentum and get so comfortable at home so maybe having that long of a homestand kind of threw this team off but yeah I don't know what it is but you know, if you remember back in 2018, that that team that you know was obviously one out away from winning the national championship, they didn't win a road series the entire season, and so it's just one of those things where sometimes if you just don't get swept on the road and, and don't fall apart completely, you can make up for it if you're good enough at home, which Arkansas has been. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that's a factor going into the postseason, see how they perform in Hoover, see if they can kind of build any kind of momentum away from home so that you can carry that into the postseason. And, uh, you know, we saw this team play fairly well. You know, they played, they went 2-1 and one in Arlington, so it's not like they're completely useless outside of Bomb Walker Stadium. But, yeah, I think this weekend, that that's really the, the biggest story for me this weekend because you, if all of a sudden you, you turn around and get swept by Mississippi State, who's facing all kinds of problems, then all of a sudden this road situation becomes a bit of an issue and then it starts to affect your resume and you start looking at, hey, is this team really, are they able to win big games on the road? You start having those questions. But I think if they can take care of business and get a series win on the road this weekend, it would help shore up a lot of those concerns for sure. Andrew, before getting back into conference play and making that home stretch uh, in conference, they play here in Central Arkansas tomorrow against Liscomb. 
And uh, this comes at a point in the schedule where it's, it's later in the schedule for the Central Arkansas game, but it is the last midweek game that they have to look forward to. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I have no idea who Arkansas is going to pitch in this game. I think Dave Van Horn said he wants Parker Coyle to, to get a start, and it'll be just a short one- or two-inning start. And Coyle obviously made his first career SEC appearance the other day in Game 3 and got his first career save. And you know, I think it's going to be one of those bullpen days where just everyone throws one to two innings max. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a fun – it's always a fun atmosphere there in Little Rock. And, you know, I, I don't want to get into the whole should Arkansas play in Little Rock and for as far as football and basketball and all that. I don't want to get into all that. But I think baseball is one of the sports where it actually does kind of work just because, you know, it's just a Tuesday midweek game. It's not like they're, you know, playing one-third of their home schedule there or anything like that. Just going down there for one game, it's, it's a game that always sells out pretty quickly. I expect the fan base will be pretty excited for it and those fans down there in Little Rock. And, you know, I think Austin Ledbetter is another guy who might pitch tomorrow and see if they can get him back on track in front of, you know, he's a kid from Bryant. So it'll be fun. To, there's, there's plenty of kids from the area on the team. And I think the fans really enjoy it. And so it'll be fun. And Lipscomb is, you know, Arkansas played some tough midweek games. And Lipscomb, I think they're like 15-6 and six or something like that in conference play. So, you know, there, it should be a pretty fun game. And you'll probably see some, younger guys in the lineup. I know Peyton Stovall, you know, talked to earlier, as, as Dave said, he's not going to play tomorrow. Um, and so there will probably be a couple other non-starters in there. But it should be a fun atmosphere. And I, th- I think it'll be good to, you know, continue getting some of these younger guys experience and, uh, you know, getting them experience in front of a big crowd in a big stadium like that is going to be pretty interesting tomorrow. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh, just what you can get out of this type of game, and especially in the final one, too, and, and, and the experience and all of that. But I guess from the pitching perspective, if it's led better, like what – direction do they go and who do you see maybe besides Ledbetter going because we know that uh, it's not exactly they got a plethora of all these pitchers that can just play every weekend series so who do you think uh, needs uh, this type of game and this type of experience from the pitching staff uh, tomorrow night well I guess the one benefit of it being a Thursday through Saturday series that they just played last week and then now going back to Friday versus Friday through Sunday this week is there's a little bit of an extra day of rest there so Parker Coyle like I mentioned is a guy who pitched in game three for an inning and two-thirds against A&M, but he's probably going to get an inning or two there. I think they'll use it as to try to get as many guys just one quick inning. Like Gage Wood is the guy who I think could pitch an inning. I think he pitched on Friday night, so he should be rested. And if you can pitch him one inning in this Tuesday game, then you still have him available Friday through through Sunday, no problem. Maybe you see Zach Morris. He, you know, he pitched a couple – I think he pitched maybe four outs the other day. I think it'll be one of those games that they kind of piece together bit by bit and see what all they can get and you know maybe we see a, a couple other freshmen like a Cooper Dossett or a Sean Fitzpatrick get, a, get an inning there but I, I think it'll just be you, you just try to piece together keep everybody sharp and not overuse anybody for the, so you don't have them available for the weekend and who knows what will be the case with the lineup I, 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 uh, Van Horn said Harold Cole might play second base so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting for fans to get to see that now, Andrew, I know you've uh, been doing a lot of stuff with baseball, too, but uh, there's a lot of other things going on in, in the Razorback side of things, especially with uh, with the NFL and the NFL drafting some free agent signings. Just uh, what did you make of uh, that? just only two Razorbacks getting drafted, but also uh, some of the free agent signings and, and where they're going? You maybe felt like someone got left out or maybe you were surprised didn't get a free agent signing. Just what's your overall feelings on uh, what the Razorback football team did in the NFL draft? Yeah, I was I was a little surprised. Uh, I, I didn't know for sure if both Landers and Hazelwood would vote. I thought one of them for sure would get drafted, and really Landers in particular. I, I just I see no reason why he wouldn't go in the, in the first seven rounds. I mean, he had a pretty good, a really good productive year at Arkansas. I know he's an older guy, but I mean, ran really well at the forty. He just seems like he checks a lot of those boxes where someone would take a chance on him. But obviously, both those guys got invited to camp, and which you expected, and. We'll see how they do. Um, it was good to see Bumper Pool, you know, get a deal. I didn't know for sure what Bumper wanted to do. I mean, that's a guy that's had so many injuries throughout his career, but it looks like he's going to try to give it one last go there for that, and that's, that's, that'll be fun to see. And, uh, yeah, I was a little bit surprised. I haven't seen anything on Latavius Greeny. I was a little surprised to see that he might not land anywhere. I, I figured he was a guy that might could do something. Even Terry Hampson, I mean, he, he's a guy that's super strong. Not like, you know, didn't put up gaudy numbers in his year at Arkansas, but a guy with some experience and a lot of strength, thought he might get a shot. But um, I thought the, the funniest part of the whole thing was Jake Bates being the first signee of the entire ordeal. As soon as the draft ended, the Bucks, I, I guess Jake Bates was like their first call. They, uh, Jake Bates signed five minutes after the draft ended. I think there were plenty of people on our board, at least, who were like, who, who is this again? I was like, you know, the kickoff specialist, Jake Bates. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I was probably expecting about – 
maybe one or two more draft picks. But, uh, you know, anytime you can get anyone, any representation in the NFL draft on that stage, it's good. And so it's nice to see the, the two third-round picks there in Drew Sanders and Ricky Stromberg. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about how it was all going to go down with uh, with the draft and uh, only getting two players signed, but I'm sure that that's something that they're going to try to change and try to make a little bit different for next year as they'll have uh, some more prospects there. But uh, it was still pretty entertaining, to say the least, and uh, there'll be some more opportunities next year too. And, Andrew, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. Uh, enjoy the week because you're making the trip down here to North Little Rock, right? Absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping to see you there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, we'll be there, man. We'll be there hanging out and uh, having a good old time. It's supposed to be beautiful weather, which is nice because I feel like Razorback baseball hasn't played nice weather games in a long time here in the state. So I think that'll be the, the best part about it. But it should be a great atmosphere, a great time, and we look forward to catching up with you later down the road. All right, my man? Sounds good, man. Appreciate you. All right, appreciate it. Again, that was Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Yeah, a lot of Razorback fans I know are going to be coming out tomorrow. What's the uh, capacity for Dickie Stevens? Do we have like an actual number on it? Or I know it's good size. Yeah, it's uh, it's over 12,000. Okay. So uh, that's why you see those sellouts because sometimes you get that at Bomb Walker, that same type of attendance. And for that one game, Everybody looks forward to seeing them here in Central Arkansas and North Little Rock. That's right. Yeah, I know that uh, apparently there's some other stuff, too, that uh, people need to know about when it comes to Dickie Stevens. And it's a little bit different from Bomb Walker, folks. It's a little bit different. So just, you know, uh, understand that. And, uh, you know, we, we'll go over some of that stuff, too. I mean, it's they just don't have the hog pen, pretty much. You know, it's a little bit different vibe, but still a lot of fun. It's going to be a great time and a great Great game between Arkansas and Lipscomb happening tomorrow. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have your Razor Hog update and presented by True Service. Some fun things going on, and uh, we'll keep it moving here on Out of Bounds on Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. You won't want to miss it, so you better stay tuned. Care is a system of medical providers dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. Our care, so you can live your story. This is SportsCenter. Arkansas baseball got the sweep over Texas A&M this weekend, winning game two, 10 to four on Friday night, and then winning game three, eight to seven on Saturday. They'll play again tomorrow for the final midweek game of the season against Lipscomb. That game will be at Dickey Stevens Park in North Woodrock. First pitch is set for 6 p.m. There will be no TV coverage. It can be heard on the buzz. In the NFL draft and in free agency, some former Razorbacks found new homes. Drew Sanders was picked in the third round by the Broncos. Ricky Strongberg was also picked in the third round by the Commanders. The remaining players signed with their respective teams as undrafted free agents. Kicker Jake Bates signed with the Buccaneers. Wide receiver Matt Landers went to the Seahawks. Offensive lineman Dalton Wagner went to the Raiders. Linebacker Bumper Poole agreed to a deal with the Panthers. And wide receiver Jaden Hazelwood went to the Eagles. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley. Tune in every Tuesday when I join Justin and Wes in the zone. Brought to you by River City Flooring. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com, RiverCityFlooringInc.com. Come check us out this Thursday at Take 5 Oil Change on 10907 Rodney Parham Road in Little Rock. We'll be broadcasting live there from 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. And we'll have some cool Take 5 Oil Change swag items to choose from, too. Come check us out. And while you're there, take advantage of their $20 off any oil change special that is available this Thursday through Sunday only. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees or your back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, everybody, it's RJ. It's time to call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics uses advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work or if you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC 
UC Kinetics now to schedule your free consultation. Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury, and the best part, no drugs, no pain meds, and no downtime. This is an all-natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People in Central Arkansas are raving about the results. Call now. Appointments are available for this upcoming week. QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Springtime in Arkansas means we turn our attention to the many waterways our state has to offer. Nothing's more enjoyable than floating or fishing one of the great streams or rivers in the natural state. This spring, do it in style in a new kayak or canoe from Arch Marine in Northwood Rock. Razorback outfielder Jace Borfin gets in the zone every Monday, courtesy of Fence Brokers, providing Arkansas with the largest inventory, quality products, and superior service. Call Fence Brokers today, or you can request a quote at FenceBrokers.com. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Shh. <laughs> Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. (laughs) Need a vacation? Get blood with our Blood Institute on Saturday, May 6th at any donor center or blood drive and you could win a seven-night cruise from the Port of Galveston courtesy of Dream Vacations. One lucky donor will win, but every donor will receive a free t-shirt and one admission to Magic Springs theme and water park. Donate blood on Saturday, May 6th. Reserve your appointment now at obi.org. obi.org. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Go hogs. On 1037 The Buzz. Yeah. And you say, Shot City. City. I'm coming home again. Do you think about me now and then? Yeah. Do you think about me now and then? Cause I'm coming home again. I met this girl when I was three years old. And what I love most, she had so much soul. She said, excuse me, little homie. I know you don't know me, but my name is Wendy and I like to... And from that point, I never blow her off Come from out of town, I like to show her off They like to act tough, she like to tone them off And make them straighten up their hat, cause she know they soft And when I grew up, she showed me how to go And at night time, my face lit up So astounding, I told her, and my heart is where she always be She never mess with entertainment Gonna get to your Razor Hog update here in just a little bit But folks, I gotta tell you about the fine folks over at Guatney Chevrolet Isn't it a beautiful day outside today? And... Anytime that the weather starts changing, gets a little bit warmer, you start getting that little bit of an itch, you're like, man, I need me a new vehicle. Because I see uh, my neighbor down the street, he went over to Guadney Chevrolet and got him a brand new Silverado. And I'm kind of feeling one. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that girl. I don't want to be that person in the neighborhood having the old vehicle. And while everybody else is going to Guadney Chevrolet and taking care of the best type of deals you'll ever get on any dealership, don't be that person. Head over to Guadney Chevrolet off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville at 1301 TPY Drive and check out all the inventory that they have. They have so many vehicles to choose from, whether you're a truck person, SUV person, even a car person. And not only do they have inventory, but they have the best award-winning sales staff and service department you will find for any Chevy dealership here in Arkansas. They've been doing business since 1957. They've been in the game for a long time. There's a reason why, because they are really, really good at it. So with the warm weather, with the summertime, with the travel going on, go over to Guatney Chevrolet, check out their great deals, and get you a new vehicle from Guatney Chevrolet, and also checking out their inventory on GuatneyChevrolet.com. A few things that we'll have to get to. In fact, a lot of things we'll have to get to for your Razor Hog update, because there is a lot to update you on. As well as hearing from Dave Van Horn, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! Oh, 
by Nangy. This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog Update, some football news. They got another transfer from Cincinnati. And guess what? He's a linebacker. You ever have too many linebackers? Absolutely not. Jaheen Thomas is his name. And he was a guy who visited Arkansas back on April 20th. He's six foot four, 245 pounds. I feel like that's a pretty good size for a linebacker. But specifically a guy who was at Cincinnati and was third on the team in tackles this past year. He had six and a half tackles for loss as well as two sacks. This is, is going to be his fourth year. And fun fact, yep, he did indeed play against Arkansas. In the first game of the season last year in Fayetteville, had seven tackles and one half tackle for loss uh, when they lost to the Razorbacks. But uh, was a was a pretty outstanding player. Is a four-star prospect in the transfer portal, according to 24/7 Sports, and he's going to be calling Arkansas his home. That's the 14th player from the transfer portal to head to Arkansas, which according to On3.com, they're number four nationally in the transfer portal. So uh, he may start, he may play, but either way, adding some depth. Some much-needed depth there, too. And then on the basketball side of things, we told you about giving an update on. This is according to Jeff Goodman, and some other sources are starting to confirm it. We talked about Ron Holland, uh, the commitment, the committee, or how do I say this? The guy that committed to Texas, all right? We'll just go with that. Arkansas was in the running, but then he got out of his commitment just last week. Says, I'm no longer committed to Texas. I'm reopening my recruitment. Well, according to Jeff Goodman, who does a great job covering all things college basketball. I'll read his tweet verbatim. It says, The early indications on Texas decommit and hard-playing forward Ron Holland are on Arkansas and the G League at night as the front runners." So that's what he's looking at. He says that it could also change, which, of course, yeah, of course it could change. But the fact that those are the two in the mix gives you a pretty good feeling about it. And uh, at least as Razorback fans, maybe gives you a 50-50 shot. But if they add him into the mix, that'll be back-to-back years where Arkansas has had three five-star players. I think he'd be a pretty good addition there, too, especially at that power forward position. Because uh, just looking at his numbers and his upside, uh, I mean, he, he's a fantastic player. And I think that would be the fascinating thing, too, Joe, is that Arkansas, you know, if the five-star players or borderline five-star players they've had under Muss, almost all of them have been guards or maybe even small forwards. This would be the first time under Muss at Arkansas where if they were able to land Ron Holland, they'd have two big guys that were five stars. So... Kind of be interesting to see how those guys accumulate or acclimate to this, the roster and everything compared to what guards would do in that situation. That's too. what they seem to be in need of with uh, what they've done here recently with some of the moves they made through the transfer portal. They seem to be in need of a big, so that would be an outstanding move. I'd take him. I'd take him. He seems pretty good. I'd be all for it. So we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, also, though, uh, Arkansas, again, sweeps the Texas A&M over the weekend. And Dave Van Horn was quite pleased. To come back and, and, and to play really, really great all weekend. I mean, we had a ball jump out of second baseman's glove there in the ninth. That was our only error of the weekend. And uh, we played great defense. So we didn't give them a whole lot. Walked them too many times today. Uh, they're very disciplined at the plate. But you look at the numbers of the game, I mean, we outscored them by a run. We had the same amount of hits. Both teams struck out 11 times. And, uh, you know, we, we just, we just, we did just enough. Obviously, we're way down in our pitching. We had a, maybe another freshman available, lefty that hadn't pitched but an inning or two, and maybe not in conference at all. And we had Ben McLaughlin, our DH, and that, that's all we had left. And, uh, you know, we, we found a way to win the game. Parker Cole came in and said, hey, give me the ball. I'm good. And, you know, in the ninth inning, he gave up a leadoff home run with two strikes, but it really wasn't a bad pitch. It was down, and uh, the big lefty just got it. And uh, that's the way the game works sometimes. But it's proud of our guys for hanging in there, hanging in there and winning the game and sweeping an SEC series, which is really hard to do. Yeah, hanging in there is definitely big, but also trying to overcome injuries has been something that's uh, been tough on this team. But Dave Van Horn just, hey, you got to keep on going. I had an injury yesterday in pregame. I didn't even know it till this morning. Holt twisted his ankle. He came to the field, and, and I guess it got worse overnight and swelled up. He's wearing crutches. He's on crutches when he walks in the dugout. <laughs> He goes, it got worse overnight. And then he was asking me if he could go play second base at the end of the game. I said, you came to the came here with crutches today, dude. And then I tried to pull Stovall out, and he wouldn't let me in the ninth just because his arm was bothering him. And uh, whatever. Uh, but no, I mean, to answer your question, I really I really don't. You know, I'm just, 
I see all those guys out there in the, the mash unit working out while we're taking batting practice. They're staying in shape in the outfield. I'm just saying, please get back. We need to get you guys back. And for us to win some games this weekend, big, you know, because next week we go to Mississippi State and they they score a lot of runs. And, uh, you know, they've got good arms. And we got South Carolina and then we get to finish at Bandy. So it doesn't get any easier. It's just life in the SEC. And uh, honestly, this is, I normally don't even really know off the top of my head who we're playing three weeks down the road. Maybe the weekend, the two previous, but, you know, with all the injuries, I've kind of glanced at it thinking we can get these guys back maybe for this series or for the tournament or whatever. But we put ourselves in good shape to not not uh, panic, so to speak, down the stretch. So today, Van Orn and the Razorback baseball team will be taking on Lipscomb tomorrow night at Dickey Stevens Park right here in central Arkansas. We'll be carrying the game right here on 103.7 The Buzz. Show it should be a great event. And there you have it. There's your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Uh, we actually got a tweet, uh, Joe, earlier from Brian when we were talking about the NFL draft and Razorbacks. He says, hey, guys, I know it's early, but who do you think right now will be the top draft pick for the Razorback football team next season as of right now? Oh, that's going to be a tough one between KJ and Rocket Sanders. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that because of KJ and, you know, he could take some significant steps and end up getting drafted. Like, that absolutely could happen. And I don't know how high or what the ceiling would be. But then Rocket, I feel like, man, if Rocket should just have just as good of a season or maybe even better, I'm not saying he'll be for sure the first running back taken, but he'll definitely be, I think, a top three-round guy next year if he has another great year and the way he plays. So, yeah, I'm with you. I feel like it has to be one of those two guys would be the high, highest taken draft pick. But Go with Rocket. Yeah, that's probably the safer bet. That's a safer bet. Uh, also, again, this is kind of Razorback related. This just uh, came on Twitter, too. Connor Vanover has entered into the transfer portal again. So uh, he is, uh, of course, at Oral Roberts, and he is a grad transfer, so he'll be able to play immediately. He'll be eligible. But it uh, looks like uh, well, Connor Vanover, former Razorback and former in-state kid, is back into the portal and looking to go somewhere else. He had a good season at Oral Roberts, so it sounds like he may have gotten a better offer because of the way he played there. Yeah, I'll be curious to see where he ends up and what the turnaround's like that, too. Because that's another thing that people forget. You know, how many times do we see players, and football and basketball especially, start at, like, a big school, drop down to a smaller school in the portal, and then come back to a bigger school because of how they perform? I feel like that happens... Pretty often. I think like Matt Landers, you know, a guy in football. He started Georgia, dropped down to Toledo, came back and at Arkansas, and, you know, look what happened. So I feel like it, it does happen uh, a little bit more often than people realize. So that's why, you know, if you think about like a Darian Ford or a Barry Dunning or any of those guys, wherever they end up, it doesn't mean like, oh, they're never going to be heard from again or anything like that. Sometimes if they go to a smaller school, we don't know where they're going, but if they ended up at a smaller school, play really well, sometimes those other great opportunities at bigger schools or in bigger markets or whatever, we'll be able to open up for them, and you know they can make that jump too if it comes to that point. So that's what the portal is all about: giving players opportunity and options, and these players are taking full advantage of it. Yeah, and uh, this comes from Rain Rainy, saying, I, don't, "I think this is a trivia question, but I, they didn't give an answer, so I don't know." They said, "Hey, can you guys name the last or the the position that Arkansas has gone the longest without getting drafted?" I guess like the position of a player, it's been the longest since they've been drafted. I have no idea off the top of my head, so I'd have to do some research on it. But um, I feel like linebackers probably been. I guess Martrell Spate was probably the last linebacker that got drafted, right? Think. Can't say that anymore because yeah, that's just true. Yeah, so you can't do that. Uh, I don't know. That's that's interesting. That's interesting because safety maybe. Was the last one? I can't remember the last safety that got drafted. And I'm sure there's probably one I'm going to kick myself for not remembering. But because uh, Cameron Curl's a corner, right? He's a he's no. A, Cam is a safety. he's a safety. So okay, I guess that would be the last one. Maybe he goes back to running back. It's or true. Quarterback. How about quarterback? Was uh, a Brandon Allen was the last or the Felipe? No, Felipe Franks didn't get drafted, right? He was not drafted. Not as a quarterback. It right. Would have been as a tight, tight end, end anyway. So maybe maybe it's Brandon Allen might have been the last guy taken. So that's a good question. Uh, I'll look it up and see if uh, see if we can get an answer for you. But we're up against it. We got to get the three and out on the other side of the break. So stay tuned as we close up shop and get you ready for drive time sports coming up next. 
This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Make Brewskies your go-to happy hour spot every Friday. Monday through Friday, happy hour goes till 7 p.m. But wait, actually, happy hour doesn't end on Friday. Every Friday, it's all day and all night happy hour. It's Brewskies. You're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. So come get your grub on. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Monday night is poker night with two games nightly, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. only at Brewskies. Today on Hey Culligan, how smart is your water? Here's Tracy. Hey Culligan, I think my water might be dumb. Good news, Tracy. Your water's not dumb, it's just not talking to you. You can make my water talk. No, but the new Culligan smart drinking water system can talk to your phone to tell you when your water filters need changing and help you meet drinking water goals. Now that's some brilliant H2O. You said it, Tracy, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Here's how we long for Skechers hands-free slip-in footwear. The world has gone hands-free. However, if you want to put on a pair of sneakers, you still need to bend down and help your feet in. Until now. Introducing Skechers hands-free slip-in footwear. You don't need to reach down to help your heel in. You just step into them and off you go. So what's the secret? Well, there's a special smooth comfort pillow in the heel that helps your foot slide into place. And they stay on just like a pair of laced-up sneakers. Get hands-free slip-ins at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago, and ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Today on Hey Culligan, how smart is your water? Here's Tracy. Hey Culligan, I think my water might be dumb. Good news, Tracy. Your water's not dumb, it's just not talking to you. You can make my water talk. No, but the new Culligan smart drinking water system can talk to your phone to tell you when your water filters need changing and help you meet drinking water goals. Now that's some brilliant H2O. You said it, Tracy, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Carrie, is this schedule the most updated? There's a wedding season rush at Dr. Iona's dental practice. We're fully booked this week. We can try and squeeze you in next Tuesday. She needs a dental hygienist to unveil fresh smiles. <gasps> How long has three been under the UV light? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. Shelter Insurance has award-winning customer service at affordable rates. Plus, our local agents are there to help you understand what coverage you need. See shelter agent Monica Reiners in North Little Rock, Larissa Callie in Bryant, or Chris Allen in Stuttgart. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into uh, first off, hey, speaking of Cameron Curl, he had the, the video got deleted, but uh, he was at the uh, XFL game where, you know, the D.C. Defenders, as they're called, uh, it was they were off to 9-1 and one in the regular season, and they're going to the championship game and all that fun stuff. Well, either way, Cameron Curl was there. You know, he's a Washington guy. He was there checking it out, and he took a video of uh, what the crowd was there at the XFL game chanting. And we can't repeat what they said, but... Uh, essentially, the chant that broke out said, 
bleep Dan Snyder. That's a chant. Well, you know, it's whatever. It is what it is. But Cameron Curl, when he was he was filming it, um, he was laughing hysterically and said this was the funniest thing ever. So uh, I ended up deleting it. I don't think there'll be any repercussions of it. But I'm like, well, at least uh, at least uh, a lot of people uh, who were there in the fan in the stands not only agreed about that they feel about Dan Snyder, but it looks like maybe some of the Washington Commanders also agree with how a lot of people feel about Dan Snyder. Bryce Harper is going to return to the Phillies lineup, and this comes only five months after having Tommy John surgery. So tomorrow he will return to the lineup as the Phillies take on the Dodgers. He's going to be the designated hitter. He had surgery on November 23rd. Also, uh, I laughed with the NFL draft, uh, Brandon Staley, which yeah, he got a lot of a lot of crap for, and I get it, and I know what he was saying, but it's still funny just to hear where uh, he's talking about TCU and some, you know some of the players that are coming out of there and the talent that was the, this past season. Uh, he, he went on record and said, hey, TCU's team from this past season – they're the same as Georgia or Alabama. It's like, well, yeah, they were really good, but I think Georgia was a little bit higher than uh, TCU as they met in the championship. Was it 65-7, to seven, I think, was the final score? So, anyways, it was a funny little remark there, and I get what he was saying, but the way it came out was more like, yeah, they're the same team. Well, 65-7 to seven isn't really the same team, but, uh, hey, they did have some really good players that came out of it, that's for sure. Sixers start their series versus the Celtics tonight on TNT at 6.30. And they're probably going to be missing Joel Embiid, who's doubtful to begin Game 1. And sources even tell Skip Bayless that he has a small tear in his knee. He's been dealing with some knee issues, so it's going to hamper the Sixers as they take on the Celtics if they're going without Joel Embiid. Mm. You said sources told Skip Bayless? Skip Bayless got sources? Man, how about that? Still around, still doing his Big J journalism stuff. Uh, okay, so let's, in this day and terrible ideas of reboots and reimagining or reshooting or sequels, whatever you want to call it, uh, there's a couple of them that are happening, and I can't wait to not watch them because they're not going to be as good. But one of them's Dodgeball 2 because I guess, what was it, that came out 20 years ago? They decided that they needed to have another uh, dodgeball coming out. So Vince Vaughn's going to be reprising his role. Don't have a lot of hope for it, but that is happening. Also, Mark Wahlberg has talked about an Entourage reboot and saying that uh, it is a possibility, which I love the show Entourage. Uh, I did not like the movie the Entourage, uh, of Entourage when it came out, but uh, it looks like there's a possibility that it could be something that ends up getting rebooted, which, you know, maybe, just maybe, but good grief, just to get so sick and tired of the lack of creativity and innovation in Hollywood and some of the stuff they do, but I'm sure it'll make money, and that's really what it's all about. The Patriots, they do things differently during the NFL draft. A lot of times they will trade back, and they did that again this year uh, a couple of times, but they had 12 picks in the draft overall, and they seem to send a message to their kicker and punter because they drafted a kicker and a punter. They took Chad Ryland from Maryland in the fourth round and Bryce Barringer from Michigan State in the sixth round. In case you were wondering, their kicker last year was Nick Folk, and their punter, they used a couple of them, and Michael Pilardi and Corliss Waitman. So looks like they're going to be moving on from the kickers and punters that were on the team last year because they drafted a couple of them in this year's draft. So if everybody's, you know, the, all their rage for beginning of time is trying to figure out how to slow down aging, well, scientists may have figured out something, all right? Could uh, people live to be 180? That's what they're kind of looking at. But uh, UC San Diego, they have a new gene therapy that might slow down aging, and they tried it on yeast cells, and the cells lived 82% longer. So they're looking at uh, the possibilities of maybe 180 years. If you uh, live to be 100, of course, that would be roughly about the time you live in it. With this new therapy that could slow down aging, I guess so. But at the same time, my question would be, does it slow down aging or does it make you look like you're 180? Like if you made it to that point, would you just be like a corpse, essentially? Like, I, I don't really know. Just trust the science and all that. But it's apparently something they're working on over at uh, UC San Diego. Today would have been uh, Gigi Bryant's 17th birthday and John Calipari. He went on Twitter to uh, celebrate Gigi, but also he received a gift package from Vanessa and Natalia Bryant. He says uh, he received that gift package and thinking of Gigi and all the lives she touched today and thanks for the gift package that he got from the Bryant family. Really scary moment here with a uh, college baseball game. Texas A&M, Texarkana. 
is a small uh, school down there. Uh, there was a baseball player that was struck by a stray bullet during a game. He had emergency surgery and is in stable condition, uh, the school said Monday. But his name is Matthew Delaney. He's 18 years old. He was standing near the bullpen at George Dobson Field in Texarkana during a game uh, when he was hit in the chest by a bullet. The Texarkana Police Department said it received several calls of shots being fired at a neighborhood just west of the ballpark and believes that the bullet that struck Delaney was from the shootout that took place there. Police do not believe Delaney was targeted whatsoever. So just a horrible thing. And it's just like, what are the chances and the odds of something like that happening? Glad they're going to be okay and in stable condition, but still just a scary situation all around. Snoop Dogg is going to join businessman Nico Sparks in a bid to, to uh, buy the Ottawa Senators of the NHL. He says, it's amazing what Nico is trying to do in Ottawa. I'm looking forward to being a part of that ownership team, and I want to bring hockey back to our community. Also, uh, you know, talking about some uh, things and vibes that people want to be as far as looking good and maybe de-aging and all that, there apparently has been a study put out that uh, there's certain music that makes people feel the most confident in what they're doing. This is a body image study. And apparently they went through different genres, different artists, and everything. And according to the results, depending on what you look like or what you enjoy, if you want to have the most confidence in yourself listening to it, rock music, number one, is Queen. Number two in pop music is Lizzo. Number three in metal is Metallica. Number four in hip-hop and rap is Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, EDM is Alesso. Don't know who that is, but in country... Carrie Underwood. So if uh, those one of those uh, genres of music really tickle your fancy and you want to be able to have that confidence, those are the number one artists in each genre that supposedly will give you that vibe. A 23-year-old woman in New York, this is amazing that she's that young. She's had her license suspended 65 times, and she was finally arrested as they've been trying to track her down since a couple of months ago. But she's had the license suspended that many times. And she's still driving, and they finally caught up to her because of the fact that she's still driving. That's unbelievable. Well, in Uber, speaking of driving, uh, there are the 10 most things that are most commonly forgotten in Ubers. And I was thinking, okay, sunglasses, right? Wallets, phones, things of that nature. What was the actually the, you know, all that's always in the mix. But the number two thing, this was what I did not understand. The number two thing that gets left in Ubers, clothing. What are you, how, why? What are you doing in that Uber? That's a problem. Don't be leaving clothes, ever. Other things, hey, it happens, but clothing? No, that doesn't make any sense. There are already odds out for next year's NFL Draft 2024, and Caleb Williams, the quarterback of USC, is the odds-on favorite at minus 550. How about that? How about that? Also, uh, kind of a funny video that's going around. I've never flown Spirit Airlines, but apparently there's a viral video happening where uh, Spirit Airlines was uh, putting together duct tape on the back of one of their flights. They said, no, 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 it's not duct tape. It's speed tape. Oh, okay. That makes me feel better. I can't wait to get on the plane now. It should be great, especially for all the nervous flyers out there. Unbelievable. Well, either way. Appreciate everybody listening in Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbor. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. 501-382-1400. 